Welcome to the Stuttering Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and today the topic is NFL Week 1 Predictions. Today is September 10th, 2020. It is 11 a.m., 9 hours and 20 minutes away from Thursday Night Football, Chiefs first Texans. So without further ado, let's talk about it. The Houston Texans against the Kansas City Chiefs. This game is a very QB-heavy matchup. I do expect a lot of points. That's that's very basic, but it's very true. We have Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. These are two top five QBs, and it this game also does feature the best player this league has to offer, and that's Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs do have a stronger offense, and that gap did grow when the Texans kind of just gave up DeAndre Hopkins for for just kind of just nothing. I still can't get over that, and um, and when you look at the Texans' offense now. They have David Johnson and Duke Johnson. That is their running back combo. Those are two dynamic running backs. They can I mean, they can both run the ball and then they can both catch the ball. But it's going to be shaky while they try to figure out how they want to use those two because that because like it's always nice to have one of those guys. But having two of those guys, it's going to be weird for a little bit until they both find their roles. And the Chiefs' rushing defense is good enough to hold that combo to a to a low to like not that many yards. So then they have to force Deshaun Watson to throw the ball, and he has two two new top wide receivers in Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. You're forcing him to throw to two wide receivers he does not have very much chemistry with. So I just think that the Texans' offense it's too new, and the Chiefs' offense is too strong. And the Chiefs' defense is good enough. The Texans' defense is simply not. The Chiefs win this game by double digits due to high scoring and just the Texans' below-average defense trying to stop it. Moving on to the Jets versus the Bills. The Jets' biggest weakness is is their wide receiver core. I don't even... It's like Denzel Mims, they have Rashad Perryman, and I forgot the third guy. Oh, it's fucking... It's um Jamison Crowder. Yeah. And, um, well, the Bills' strongest group is their secondary. It's so easily their secondary. They have one of the best secondaries that this league has. And when you have Sam Darnold, who who kind of – who's still young, he, he does need to prove himself. He has Adam Gase. They're going into their second year together. I just think that's such a shit wide receiver core for a young quarterback. The Bills' strongest group is their secondary. The Jets are going to be forced to run the offense through Le'Veon Bell. And then after he just had a shaky 2019, I don't know if that's a good thing. And um, and you look at the Bills' offense, they just threw in Stephon Diggs into that. They have John Brown, Cole Beasley. I do like Devin Singletary a lot. Their offensive line's serviceable. Um, the Bills' offense just has enough weapons and still a growing QB, so they should be able to put up points like against this defense that does not have C.J. Mosley due to him deciding to opt out, and they just got rid of Jamal Adams. So, well, the Bills' defense is simply too scary, and the Bills' offense is simply just better. The Bills win this game by double digits. The Jets kind of suck. Moving on to Packers versus Vikings. This game features two of the most talented rosters going head-to-head. But when you look at the Vikings, their weaknesses is their cornerbacks 
and their O-linemen. The Packers' main strengths are having Aaron Rodgers and great edge rushers. You can see where this is going. You have Aaron Rodgers against a whole new cornerback group. They lost three during the offseason. And you have Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith against an offensive line that I'm not too confident with. So, yeah. (laughs) Packers win during a pretty close game. Washington's wide receiver core is very hit or miss. They are all very young. You have Gandy Golden. I believe, I honestly forgot their wide receiver course. I'm not even going to try to name them. But they're all too young to tell what they're going to do, production-wise, this season. I do like Terry McLaurin, though. I I do think he's going to grow with Dwayne Haskins a lot more than he already was doing. This This is just a new group of coaches, new systems for young players, which, which for the first few weeks is not that good. Now moving on to Philadelphia. Their offense is always sketchy as hell with Carson Wentz as the starting quarterback. Carson Wentz is a very talented quarterback, but that dude lands wrong. He is He's hurt, and that happens far too often. And I mean... I do believe that Philadelphia knows that too, considering the fact that they picked Jalen Hurts in the second round when they're to when I thought they were trying to win now after just winning their division. So so like their offense is very sketchy. Peterson and their offensive line is full of veterans, and they're going to have to go against a very young and talented defensive line that just added in Chase Young for Christ's sakes. And um, the Eagles' pass rush with with a new addition, Javon Hargrave, is so scary. I, I don't think Washington's offensive line will be able to hold that for the whole game. I really don't. I think Washington is simply too young when they're going up against a team that's honestly not that good, but they're good enough. They're simply good enough. The Eagles win this game, but they won't be very impressive. Moving on. Going to the Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens. This game is the best rushing attack we have ever seen versus such a talented roster. It's actually fucking nuts. These are two extremely good rosters going up against each other. The only difference is one's Baltimore and they have a new culture. But something I don't like the what the Browns did is they let Joe Schobert, their middle linebacker, walk. I don't like that, especially when you're talking about going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who have this guy named Lamar Jackson. It is fucking scary. I don't think the Browns have an answer for their rushing attack. They have a new defensive coordinator. They just let Joe Schobert walk. Miles Garrett hasn't played since the the whole Mason Rudolph thing, which I think was week 10 last year. That could just be straight up wrong. I don't really know. But... I think the Browns are outmatched here. Moving on, Philadelphia versus Washington. Washington is very young. Very, very young. These guys are growing together with a brand new system that Ron Rivera is putting in, which is very sketchy for the short term. And and I consider the short term for this team to be six to eight weeks. But, but I mean, I do think it's beautiful long term. The Washington's... Uh, Oh, I do think Baker will progress nicely. It's just the Browns coaching staff. 
I don't like them. I don't like this. I don't like the Stefanski hire. I really don't. I think that the Browns have an extremely talented team, but their coaching staff is too new, and the Ravens have John fucking Harbaugh. So, um, yeah, the Ravens win in a pretty high-scoring game. I do think Baker will play well, but just the Browns losing Schobert. I I can't trust that week one. I think that was a stupid play. Moving on. Going to the Colts versus the Jaguars. Um, this is a team that's going full rebuild mode versus a team that is transitioning. And the team going full rebuild mode is obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they have the right building blocks, especially on defense. But that roster just has too many holes in it. It's too, I guess, top-heavy. Well, they are talented. They're just not at that point yet. And when you look at the Colts, they are transitioning. Because Phillip Rivers won't be there for the long term. They just don't want Jacoby Brissett playing. And you cannot blame them. They will have Phillip Rivers for for like this next season. What's the Colts' strong point? Their offensive line. It is literally Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson is a fucking god. <laughs> like that's, oh my gosh, that draft pick worked out so well. So immediately. It's actually insane. And the Colts... Offensive line will protect Phillip Rivers versus a Jags pass rush that features uh, like Josh Allen, who I really, really like. And then I guess Taven Bryan, he's fine. So, uh, yeah, I like Miles Jack too, but we're talking about the Colts offensive line and Phillip Rivers. He has, he has played enough football to know when to let go of the ball. He has played enough. And when he like... And when he lets go, guess I'm like, guess who he has to throw it to? T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, their running back core, Jonathan Taylor, and Marlon Mack. Phillip Rivers has a lot of weapons, a great offensive line, and Frank Wright as a head coach. I do really like the Jaguars' defensive building blocks. But I mean they're I mean like the Jags are out Mack. I do like Gardner Minshew a lot. I think he's going to prove a lot this game, but I trust the veteran Phillip Rivers and and all of his weapons are going up against Gardner Minshew and his one weapon in DJ Chark. So I think Colts win big in this one. Moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders, their first game as the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are rebuilding. Raiders are okay. Like, the Raiders are so interesting to me. It's kind of crazy. And the Panthers, they're going all in on rebuilding. They really are. And, like, the Raiders, and I think they got a good amount of linebackers with Corey Littleton and Nick Kiwakowski. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. But, yeah, like, this is a scary first-time head coaching job for Matt Rule. First-time and a first-time Offensive coordinator job for Joe Brady and a Teddy Bridgewater who hasn't played since week seven of last year. And I, and I also like Teddy Bridgewater, so I'm not trying to shit talk him. But the Panthers are rebuilding. I do like their, I do like their decision so far, but it is too early. But like Christian McCaffrey is still a god though, so he should be able to, to keep this game pretty close. The Raiders win this one. Moving on to the Bears versus Lions. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this one. 
Mitch Mitchell Trubisky has been named starting QB. I don't really like their offense. They have an above average defense. And I mean, like the Lions are okay at football. I think that the Lions have a good roster. I don't like Matt Patricia. Um, yeah, like they have an underrated, they have an underrated offensive group with good weapons with a uh, fucking Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. I I, I like T.J. Hawkinson, like despite them reaching, and um, yeah, they got Dobbins and Peterson, pretty good, you know, like nothing bad there, and their defense is middle of the road. I think Lions win this game. In a pretty boring fashion. I, I don't think this is going to be a fun game to watch at all. Moving on to Seattle versus Atlanta. Seattle's heavy weakness is their defensive line. And when you look at the Falcons, they just got Todd Gurley. Now, this is where my big question is. Will he be able to take advantage of this? He did not have a great 2019, but bar none, this is still Todd Gurley. He still has talent. He is still Todd Gurley. I don't think he can. I really don't. He has not been a big threat since 2018, and we still don't really know about his injuries. He still has great talent, but I don't know if he'll be able to take advantage of it with a new system, new offensive line that's not that great. I don't think he will be able to. I, and you have Matt Ryan throwing them the ball. But when you look at Seattle, they have this guy, and this is a pretty good guy on and off the field. I put more trust in Russell Wilson with his weapons than I do in Matt Ryan. And then the Falcons not being able to run the ball will put more emphasis with their pass game. And, well, that's exactly what they want to do. They have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. That's one of the best wide receiver duos this league has. I really like them too. And his weapons. Seattle wins this in a very good game. I think this will be a great game. The Falcons, they they do have something to prove, but I don't think this is the game where they prove it. They ended the year last year 6-2. and two. Let's not forget that. Like They really ended the season last year 6-2 and two after starting 1-7. and seven. I think that... The Falcons have something to prove. I think they will prove it this season, but not this game. Seattle wins. Moving on, Miami versus New England. Miami just went through an entire roster makeover where they gained, it seemed like, every free agent. And the Patriots just went through a roster makeover where they lost their entire roster. So, now let's actually look at the game. Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting for the Dolphins. And while the Patriots still have their secondary, the Patriots' secondary should eat him alive. They still have Stephon Gilmore. J.C. Jackson is underrated as hell. Kyle Duggar. I think that this Patriots' secondary is simply too good for Ryan Fitzpatrick to throw the ball to Devontae Parker. This will force the Dolphins to have to use their run game. And I like the Maprietta-Jordan Howard combo, but let's face it, that means less scoring. If you have to run the ball constantly, you're you are not going to win the game unless you have Adrian Peterson in 2012 or Derrick Henry in 2019. It, like like you cannot solely rely on that. And I think that that's going to have to happen for them to even be in this game and Matt Brietta is not the guy to do that. I like him, but he's I don't think he's that guy, and 
Hell, neither is Jordan Howard. And you look at the Patriots offense. I like Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. I don't really like their offense. Cam is a good pickup, but but the whole league is hyping it up like like it's going to be fucking perfect. They still don't have many weapons. I like Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead. I like Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry, I think. I don't know if I do like Nikhil Harry. We didn't fucking see him last year. I think Cam is trying to adjust to a new system and Bill Belichick is trying to adjust the system to Cam. This is a very learning experience for the Patriots. I think this is a very low scoring game. And well, the Dolphins can't beat the Patriots at their own game. The Dolphins cannot beat them at their own game, especially being so young. Pats win. Moving on to Chargers versus the Bengals. We have Tyrod Taylor versus Joe Burrow. See, I thought this was going to be Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. I was very excited to watch this game. Turns out the Chargers threw a curveball and started Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I can't wait to see that last. (laughs) Damn, that was kind of mean. But I mean, I'm a big fan of Burrow. But this Chargers defense is loaded. It fucking sucks they lost Derwin James to another injury. But they still have Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. They still have Casey Hayward and Chris Harris Jr. I was trying to think of their other cornerback. <laughs> I do like Joe Burrow, but I just simply don't think I don't think in his first game against a good defense it'll be a great turnout. So that means that the Bengals defense has to do something. That's a fucking joke. The Bengals' defense, I don't think they're good. And the Chargers' offense has enough talent to, you know, at least put up some points. And to put the nail right into the coffin, I like Anthony Lynn more than I do Zach Taylor. Chargers win. Moving on to Cardinals versus 49ers. We have a proven head coach quarterback duo versus an up-and-coming head coach quarterback duo. Kyler Murray just got DeAndre Hopkins. They just gave DeAndre Hopkins an insanely big bag. But Kyler Murray and the offensive line have their work cut out for them. This this 49ers defensive line is one of the best in the league. Despite losing to Forrest Buckner, they're still one of the best in the league. The 49ers are still one of the best teams in the league. This is the team that was a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. The 49ers' main thing last year was running the ball down your throat. They And that team may have lost Matt Brieta, but they have Jarek McKinnon. I forgot they had Jarek McKinnon until I started doing research. He was hurt the whole season last year, and they still had such a great rushing attack. I love Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson Jr. should be able to do something. I think that rushing attack is still very good. And the Cardinals defense, I like uh, Chandler Jones. I like the Isaiah Simmons draft pick. I like their secondary. But it's not good enough to stop their brutal rushing attack. The 49ers win. Their rushing attack in front seven is way too elite. The Cardinals are still trying to get their groove together. So, boom, Niners win. Moving on to the game of the week. Yes, I just made that up. Buccaneers versus the Saints. (laughs) 
Brady versus Breeze, two of the goats facing off in front of our eyes. The only difference is this time around, Tom Brady plays for Tampa. Who the fuck would have thought that would have happened last year? But let's actually look at the game. The Saints secondary with Marshawn Lattimore, then then Janoris Jenkins, should be able to contain Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, if he plays, enough to force Tampa to to get creative with their rushing game, which I sadly wrote over a week ago, um, thinking that that was a point. Then when I went to kind of like revise this the other night to make sure that it's really good, um, it turns out, yeah, that doesn't mean anything because, yeah, they're going to have to force Tampa to get creative with their running back group, but but that's not a problem with Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy and Ronald Jones. That, like, that's literally not a problem. Moving on to the next point. If the Buccaneers secondary is able to contain Drew Brees' passing attack, they also have a guy named Alvin Kamara who's pretty good at the football thing. So now we're looking at uh, both teams are in a pick-your-poison spot. Like, like both teams are in a spot like which, like which group will thrive more, the Buccaneers passing game or will it be the Saints passing game? The Buccaneers secondary is not good. The Saints secondary is very good. As much as I love this Tom this Tom Brady Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, um I like Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints in this one. I think they win in a very high-scoring close game that will go down to the wire. Moving on to Cowboys Rams. The Cowboys' sole weakness is their secondary, but I don't know if Jared Goff can really, you know, take advantage of that. Jared Goff just had a shaky 2019. We we do not really know if he can exploit that enough to win against a team as talented as Dallas in every spot except their secondary. The Rams have a good offense, and with McVay there, it gets 10, 10 times better, but but it does ride on Jared Goff. The Cowboys have a very great offense, and with McCarthy there, it gets 10 times better, but it rides on Dak Prescott. Look at that. That's fucking sketchy. We have a Jared Goff versus Dak Prescott quarterback battle. This is like a who's just fine enough. The, the Rams defense is good enough to get stops. They are. Especially when Dak is making the throwing mistakes he he tends to do. And then the Cowboys defense is talented enough to get stops against the Rams when Jared Goff makes the throwing mistakes that he does. So 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 what this game is is two very talented teams with quarterbacks that are in a weird spot right now. It just goes down to which quarterback will be able to overcome it. And I trust golf and the Rams more than I do Dak and the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys' weakness at secondary can be exploited for at least a, a few drives. Rams win this and a very close game. Moving on to Monday night, Steelers versus Giants. I'll make this one quick. These the Steelers defense is top three in the league. I don't think Daniel Jones 
can win this game passing the ball. Saquon will have to rush for 250 to win this game, and I don't think that will happen. Big Ben back will be shaky for a little bit, but as long as the Steelers put up three touchdowns, it shouldn't really be an issue. It really shouldn't, but something Pittsburgh does really love to do is play down to competition. So I don't expect this game to be a blowout, but I think Pittsburgh will win by by like just barely double digits, like 7 to 14 points. Moving on to the last game, Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos versus the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are all around good with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and AJ Brown running the offense. I like that trio a lot. The Broncos are also all around good with a young offense that I think will improve as the season goes on. I don't think that either of these teams have a major weakness. This game to me comes down to, will the Titans be able to win the Derrick Henry versus Broncos rushing attack matchup? And will the Broncos be able to win the Drew Locke versus Tennessee Titans secondary matchup? And um, for that, I'm taking, I'm going to take Derrick Henry versus the Broncos rushing defense. I got it's really does suck that this happened, but with Von Miller out, I like I mean, come on, that's a given. Like I have to take Derrick Henry, and Bradley Chubb is playing for the first time since I believe week four of last year. So I mean, it fucking sucks that Von Miller got hurt because he's a stand-up dude. Derrick Henry should be able to do enough against this Broncos, honestly, very young and talented defense to to win this game. I, I do like Drew Locke versus the Titans secondary, but I like Derrick Henry to score more points than Drew Locke. I, I, I really, really do believe that. The Titans win this one with a very close game if – I mean, if Von Miller didn't get hurt, then I would have picked the Broncos here. So, that's going to do it for me today. I hope you enjoyed. 